fight begin! Welcome to It's Real to Us, the Wrestling Podcast, with your hosts, Anthony Passiello, Nate Diggity Dog, and Tony the Father. What's going on, you guys? And welcome to It's Real to Us, the Wrestling Podcast. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram, X, TikTok, and now YouTube at It's Real to Us. Any support would be greatly appreciated, whether that's a like, whether that's a comment, whether you share, or whether you're just listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Now, on today's episode, we will review and discuss everything that happened on the December 11th edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, if you happen to miss the show, I get it. We all got crap going on. But don't worry about it, because we got Nate Diggity Dog back in-house, Tony the Father, and yours truly, ready to recap everything you might have missed. Yeet Miss came early, because Yeet is back. And we got Jey Uso versus Drew McIntyre to kick off Monday Night Raw. The leader of the Yeet movement overwhelmed the Scotsman early. But the Saints marched down the field when Drew Brees, McIntyre, finished off the drive and match with an eye gouge and claymore to Jey Uso's face. Drew McIntyre defeats Jey Uso. What did the five fingers say to the face? Keep mommy's name out of your fucking mouth. After a one-week absence, Rhea Ripley was back riding on top of the women's division after destroying Maxine Dupree. Following the bell, Rhea trapped Dupree in a painful submission until Ivy Nile stepped face-to-face with the champ. Could mommy be planning a trip down the Nile River? After CM Punk put pen to paper, the newest member of the Raw roster was interrupted by Seth Green Rollins, who played a game of robot chicken with Punk. The two stared each other down before Rollins said WWE is his home alone, and Punk can keep the change, you filthy animal. Then CM Punk officially entered the 2024 Men's Royal Rumble. Boys, we've reached the top. Life is good. Ivar versus Big Bronson Reed Part 2 was presented by Arby's. They have the meats, salami, pepperoni, pastrami, you name it, this match had it all. The super heavyweights delivered a hard-hitting and high-flying match. But in the end, it was the Big Lebowski Bronson Reed who picked up the win and celebrated with a white Russian. Reed defeats Ivar. After getting locked out of the Judgment Day clubhouse, R-Truth was officially kicked out of the group after Damian Priest said, Sick em, boys, and unleashed the Judgment Day over R-Truth. But out came the Creed brothers, arms wide open, to save the day. Thanks, Julius and Brutus. Everybody loves R-Truth. After Caden Carter and Katana Chance picked up another win, KC2 stared down the women's tag team champions. If you went to the bathroom quick, you might have missed this match. It's not much, but it's honest work. Who gives a shit? Next. Becky Lynch and Nia Jax is five years in the making, and we'll have to wait at least one more week to see them collide. Get on with it already. Do something. The man said she went on to main event WrestleMania, and Nia went on to get double ACL surgery because Nia is a woman that is so unlikable, even her own knees wouldn't stand up for her. Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. To be continued. Cleveland! This is for you. The hometown connection between The Miz and Johnny Gargano was enough to join forces for a six-man tag team match against Imperium. 
The fast-paced match came into a screeching halt after the Miz's massive balls laid down on Giovanni Vinci's chest. Oh, 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 oh. After hitting the skull crusher finale, DIY and the Miz secure the win to defend the motherland. And in our main event, Shitstain Nakamura had explosive diarrhea of the mouth and missed it all over Cody Rhodes' face to cause a disqualification. Gross, Anthony. After the bell, Nakamura hit a Kinshasa on a blinded Rhodes. Then, for some reason, the Creed brothers once again made the save. With arms wide open. Cody Rhodes defeats Shinsuke Nakamura via disqualification. That was the fastest Raw recap from the December 11th edition of Monday Night Raw. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's Real to Us. I'm Anthony the Mark, joined alongside Tony the Father, and, of course, Nate Diggity Dog, who I'm sure is very, very giddy today. Yes, you know I am. And why am I very giddy today, Anthony? Nathan is very giddy because he eliminated me from our fantasy football league this past year. For the first time ever, you have not made the playoffs in our league. Thanks to moi, I have ended the three-year reign, and I took down the beast. You are not the champ anymore, and your team is crumbling. You finally suck at fantasy football. I made the playoffs in three out of five leagues, so I don't think you can say I'm a bad fantasy no, football No, that means manager. shit. I could fall back on my past success. I could mention all my championship wins. I could mention I've beaten you countless times. I'm not going to do that. Nathan, I want to shake your hand, okay? You beat me. Fair and square. No complaints on my end. And because of that, I will be picking, for the first time on this show, from the Bull of Mayhem. Yeah, baby. The king is dead. Yeah, Tony, you saw me. You were with me firsthand. Oh, my God. It was depressing. Every time A-Chan touches the ball, he didn't gain a yard. He'd stampede out of the room. And, and I'm talking to him. And he got... He was all wound up. He was all bent out of shape. You know what it is? Because he's never felt defeat in fantasy. I know. And it's great that I made him feel like that. We are very good friends. I am happy I made you feel like shit yesterday. Shout out to anybody in our league. Our chat was absolutely destroying me last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was painful to look at. A single tear rolled down my eyes as I was looking at everybody say, this is one of the best days we've ever had. Anthony's lost. Down with the dynasty. His reign of terror is over. That was three years of buildup there. They all vented last night. Oh, it was awful, Tony. It was so bad. I've talked a lot of shit, and I knew this day was gonna come and i do it all again i have no regrets i am no longer the champion you guys had a side wage you don't forget i'll be picking from the bowl of mayhem later why don't you do it now we're talking about fantasy now let's do it now that's how we were gonna close the show no we'll close the show a different way all right fuck it let's get it over with wow we're doing it now on the fly bowl of mayhem what is it all right i am going to be picking from the bowl of mayhem we just created all of these Shames. There's about 30 of them. Some are better than others, but I'm not looking forward to picking this. Some of these are pretty bad. Give me that bowl. You can't pick the bowl as you're looking into it. That's fair. Sure. Here, yeah, you, you hold the bowl. Pick what you want. I hope you get the Waffle House. I really want to see you do that one. Okay. All right. It's time. It's time. Let, let's go. Anthony's about to pick the bowl. Let's do it, Ant. Oh, I hope it's something good. I hope it's something good. Oh, what'd you get? I haven't looked at it yet. I'm very nervous to read this. Did you feel nervous before you opened yours? No, not at all. Because I have no shame. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I will have to 
host a lemonade stand. Oh, yeah, baby. I will have to set up shop, make a lemonade stand, and make $50 before I can finish. When? In the winter? Now? We're going to have to do this sooner rather than later, so any day I'm free, you better believe I'm going to be out there selling lemonade. Can I make $26? It gets cold, I come inside, and I finish it another day? Or does it's it- got to be a day, though. Gotta be a full day. How much are you gonna charge a couple lemonade? I'm gonna charge $50. Prices are going up. No one's gonna pay that. Maybe two bucks. Two bucks, and then I gotta sell 25 cups of lemonade. Who the fuck's gonna buy lemonade from you on the side of the road in the middle of winter? So I'm gonna have to do a lemonade stand, and until I make $50, I cannot leave, and I have 24 hours? Yeah, I would say 24 hours. 24 hours to make $50. So that'll be the shame. We will make a video about it. We'll post it everywhere so all you fine folks can see it and enjoy my shame. So while we all wait on that wonderful moment, let's talk about Monday Night Raw, shall we? Yeah, let's do it, buddy. Monday Night Raw Breakdown. Breakdown. So the show kicked off with Drew McIntyre and Jay Uso in a one-on-one match. We also found out that Jay is allowed to use Yeet again, which is very exciting. Yeet, 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 yeet. Yeet. That cost some cash, though, to get that back. How much do you think it cost? Got to be a lot of money. If I had that yeet and that was mine, I want to sell it back. I want some money. That's like catching Aaron Judge's 61st home run ball. Yeah, I'll give it to you for five bucks. Fuck that. You're paying for it. Yeet cost money. Before the match started, McIntyre apologized to Sami Zayn, who's at home nursing an injury that McIntyre caused. Drew did this to make fun of Jay, just showing him how easy it is to give an apology. But anyways, the match happened. Lots of fun, as it normally is with McIntyre and Uso. And Drew picked up the win after he gouged at Uso's eyes and hit a claymore. It was no Sami Zayn getting his ass kicked match, I tell you that. You guys know I called Drew kicking Sami's ass, and he did. And I said he was going to run over everybody. He didn't run over Jay. Even though Uso lost, we have to give him some credit. The spear looks nice, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's on the level of Roman's spear. No way. It's getting there. His spears the past couple of weeks have looked just incredible. Credit to Jay's spear. It's coming along. I don't know if it's as good as Roman's yet. Maybe Nate thinks so, but I, I, I don't know. I disagree. So Drew picks up this win, and it was announced he will get a World Heavyweight Championship match at the day one edition of Monday Night Raw. That's a big match to put on Monday Night Raw. But you know what? It's January 1st. It's the new year. So it makes sense. You know, it's not a pay event, but it's going to be a big night. They're advertising it as like what NXT kind of does and kind of what AEW does as well is pay-per-view style event, but it's on free television. That's what this is going to be. So you're going to have a lot of good matches on that day one card. I'm looking forward to this match. I do think Seth Rollins, he's going to retain the title, and I think he eventually is going to go on to be the champion at WrestleMania in a couple of months. Would I be surprised if Drew won? No, I just don't think it's going to happen. I think that Drew's going to win the match, and you know why? I think CM Punk is going to interfere and cost Rollins the championship. What we all speculate is we're going to get night one Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. If he doesn't have the title, I don't think that can main event night one of WrestleMania. WrestleMania is four plus months away. You can't interject Seth Rollins and CM Punk now and hope it carries for four and a half months. It's got to come to some kind of head before then. That is a WrestleMania type of match. You have to have that at Mania. I agree 100% with Nate. You're going to make the story more convoluted if you take the title off Seth and it goes on Drew. There's too much going on. They have a nice story going already. Just let this ball roll downhill and pick up more steam naturally. I think Seth wins clean. 
like I've been saying for a couple of weeks, Drew doesn't have a contract. He's not in their WrestleMania plans, and he's not in their post-WrestleMania plans. So I know he's probably the hottest thing in WWE right now, but I don't see him beating Rollins. Like Nathan said, I think this ultimately leads to WrestleMania night one. Rollins versus Punk for the World Heavyweight Championship. If Drew's going to win, now is the time. I'm just saying. While we disagree on that, I think we can all agree that it's going to be an awesome match, so we'll leave that there. But what I want to talk about right now is the man that Drew McIntyre injured last week, and that's Sami Zayn. So on the Monday Night Raw broadcast, it was announced that Zayn suffered a torn meniscus and will be out indefinitely. Do you guys think this is a legitimate injury, or do you think it's more of a work? It's definitely a work. I don't think this is real. I just think it's to have some type of surprise entry in the Rumble, which will happen in a couple weeks, which I think Sammy will return. You know, it's time for him to just take a break. So it fits in nice. You give him the injury, you send him away for a little bit, and then he'll resurface. Who knows? Maybe Kevin Owens and him will get back. Hopefully we see him at the Royal Rumble and he gets to build some sort of feud and program going forward at WrestleMania. But we're talking about Raw. So let's talk about what I think may have been the best part of Monday Night Raw, and that was CM Punk officially signing his contract for the Raw brand in WWE. So he signs the contract. Contract, and then out comes Seth freaking Rollins. Whoa. Rollins basically told CM Punk to his face, I hate you, I'm better than you, and if you're going to be on Raw, I'm going to wrestle circles around you. So what did you guys think of this first promo between Punk and Rollins? Not for nothing, CM Punk looks scared to me. I still believe... There's a lot of animosity. I think Seth Rollins really despises Phil Brooks. He looked edgy. He was pissed. I think he really has some fire in his eye. He, he wants to punch the guy in the face. But at the end of the day, they're going to end up battling. They're going to fight WrestleMania or not. I agree with you 100%. I thought it was a really, really great promo. Seth Rollins said that, I want you here, but I want you here so I could show you how bad you actually are. Because it's a new WWE. Even though I am super excited CM Punk is back. I am not a big CM Punk fan right now. We waited 10 years for this. It's felt a little flat to me. It's not the same CM Punk. I thought you loved CM Punk. I do. I thought I was getting the CM Punk that left WWE 10 years ago. It's a completely different CM Punk. You're getting a sold out CM Punk. The Mark said a couple weeks ago, he's here for the fucking De Niro. Show me the Benjamin. That's why CM Punk is here. He isn't the same guy. If you look back at AEW when he came back, that was heartfelt. You could see it in his eyes, the tears and everything. He don't got that now. I'm telling you, he's shitting his pants a little bit with Seth Rollins. Because if they do get in the rings, I can see Rollins trying to fucking maybe snap the guy's neck. CM Punk, it feels like he's reading off a WWE script, which is ironic because for the longest time, CM Punk hated how scripted WWE shows were. I loved how Rollins came across in this promo. He said, Punk, you're happy to be home? This isn't your home. You left WWE 10 years ago. You tried to burn WWE to the ground when you left. So you can't just come back and expect all to be forgiven. And to this, CM Punk said, I'm entering the 2024 Royal Rumble, and if I win, maybe Seth, you'll be the champion I choose. Do we think CM Punk has a chance to win the Rumble? CM Punk, he definitely can win the Rumble. But I'm not sure... He's going to have that same fan base, that same push, that same CM Punk, CM Punk that we're used to seeing. I just don't see it. We were at NXT Deadline when he came out. It was electric when there. I don't see Seth Rollins turning heel. And with the fan base that CM Punk has right now, I don't see him being a heel. So Cody Rhodes 
and CM Punk both have entered the Royal Rumble. Both are trying to finish the story. This year, there are two heavy favorites in Cody Rhodes and CM Punk, and it's one of the more unpredictable events we've seen in some time. Personally, I think CM Punk is going to win the Royal Rumble, and he's going to challenge Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 40. I'm going to go with Cody's going to win the Rumble, and he's going to challenge Roman. And I think CM Punk is absolutely going to churn heel. People that love CM Punk are going to love CM Punk, whether he's a heel or a face. I could definitely see him being a heel. Whether he's a heel, whether he's a face remains to be seen. But what we can almost say for certainty is that Seth Rollins and CM Punk will collide at some point. So we'll see what's on the horizon, but we're talking about Monday Night Raw. And next, we're going to talk about Rhea Ripley versus Maxine Dupree. But before we get into that match, we need to talk about the fact that there seemed to be some animosity between the Judgment Day members backstage. Anybody see that? Oh, yeah, dude. It looks like the Judgment Day is falling apart, really. And are they going to start the split, maybe? That's a possibility I could definitely see happening. I think falling apart is a bit of a stretch. No, they, they got tension right now. It's like any family. They go through rough patches. You know, Dom showed up the other night. He was by himself. We were at the show. Nobody from the family was there, and he lost the title. So there's obviously a little riff going on, but they'll straighten it out. I agree with Tony. I don't think it's anything overly concerning, and I think that they'll be fine. But, hey, you never know. The seeds could be getting planted. So let's talk about the match that Rhea Ripley had with Maxine Dupree. It was a squash. Aside from Dupree getting a slap in and maybe, I don't know, one or two offensive moves, Rhea Ripley dominated this match. Nah, she overpowers everyone. Rhea's a giant snake. Once a week, they feed her. This week, it was Maxine Dupree. Next week, it's going to be Ivy Nile is the next shrimp on the barbie for Rhea Ripley. So what Tony's referring to is after the match, Ivy Nile and Rhea Ripley had a bit of a stare down. Maybe she's the next challenger for Rhea's women's world title. It would be interesting to see that happen. Ivy Nile had a big showing in a battle royale. I really enjoyed her in that match. We haven't really seen much of her since then, but no one has a shot against Rhea. Let's be real here. Ivy Nile is done. Forget it. Like I said, it's just another match. Rhea's going to win. Seems like we're going to be getting that match maybe next week or maybe down the road at day one or at the Royal Rumble. You mentioned it. The Battle Royal, she was a star. I remember when she was picking Nia Jax up. I was amazed. And I remember thinking when that match was announced, I didn't care anything about Ivy Nile. And she won me over in that moment. Obviously, I want Mommy to win, but still excited for Nile. So while we're on the Judgment Day, we need to talk about their infestation problem if you will and by that i'm talking about our truth what's up the judgment day came out and they wanted to basically remind everybody they run monday night raw and out comes our truth because he thinks he's part of the judgment day and damian priest unleashed himself and the boys on our truth but then the creed brothers made the save so let's jump on into this whole segment what do we think we knew that this was eventually going to happen with our truth where judgment day was just going to beat the shit out of him i really wanted to see our truth in the judgment day it could have been a Sami Zayn bloodline s storyline where he's not supposed to be in this dominant group he's the opposite of everything that they represent but it's just fun and it seems as if that was kind of put to rest this past week it's like putting richard pryor in the mob you can't do it i don't see it i'm glad he got his ass kicked our truth's great but it's not a good fit to come in with the judgment day i disagree with you you got the judgment day that's gritty and never smiles and then you get our truth the most entertaining thing i think in wwe so you add those two things you you have a home run there i, I think it would be goldmine if our truth joined the judgment day. i totally disagree it, it breaks their whole persona up that's what makes the judgment day great 
great. It's that dark. It's that toughness. It's that uncomical. They're down to business. That's what makes them great. I don't like to see that intertwined. I'm glad he got his ass kicked. Now, we know R-Truth is older, and he doesn't wrestle a ton, but... Man, don't you want to see him fight someone in the Judgment Day? Oh, him versus JD, I think, would be a home run. I can't remember the last time we saw R-Truth in the ring, so I don't even know exactly how he would look. I don't even know if this would be a good match. I mean, JD versus R-Truth makes the most sense from the story they're telling. R-Truth wanted to kick JD McDonough out of the Judgment Day. JD's also the lowest-ranking member of the Judgment Day, so maybe Damien Priest turns to JD and he goes, like, take care of our R-Truth problem. And then what happens if Truth beats JD? Does JD get kicked out? Damian Priest would definitely be really ticked off if somehow R-Truth pulled up a miracle upset of JD McDonough. It would be fun, but like you said, Truth is older. He's got some limitations in the ring. I'm sure he can still wrestle, but we will leave that there, and we got to give a little bit of shine to the Creed Brothers who saved R-Truth because next week they have a WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match coming up against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Who do we think walks away with the gold in that one? I think it's got to be the Creed Brothers. They have just been so dominant lately. I totally disagree. Priest and Finn Balor are going to win that match. There's no way the Creed Brothers are going to beat them. Uh-uh. Judgment Day is one of the hottest things right now. There's no way it's going to get busted up. You're not going to have Dom losing, and you're going to have Finn and Priest lose the belts. I just don't see it. The Creed Brothers are the hottest tag team in the division right now, whether it's Raw or SmackDown. I mean, they took down the New Day. They took down DIY. So... They've been one of the hottest teams in, in all WWE. I don't think they're on the same level. I don't think they're going to take the belts off of them at this time. It just doesn't make any sense to put the belts on the Creed Brothers right before Royal Rumble and Mania is coming up. It doesn't make any sense. I'm honestly split. I could see a world in which the Creed Brothers ascend and take the tag team titles, but it also feels a little too early in their run on the main roster. It feels as if if they were to get the titles... It's almost as if a John Cena or a Roman Reigns situation where they're being shoved down everyone's throats. I think Finn and Damian have a story going right now with the Judgment Day and the animosity building within the group, and that has to lead to them losing the titles. And I think it's too early to take the titles off them. I think more frustration and more animosity needs to boil over before Finn and Damian lose the titles. You said you more likely see them retaining. Do you see a clean victory happening? Uh, probably not. They're the Judgment Day. They always win nefariously, so they'll probably get a little help from JD or Dominic Mysterio. But you think it's going to be a 1-2-3? It's not going to be like a disqualification? I think that there will be a decisive fall, just like in the next match we're going to talk about, Ivar versus Big Bronson Reed. Two big, meaty guys throwing themselves around the ring. They hit a superplex from the top rope. Very, very entertaining, and ultimately, Reed came out on top and won the match. How can you not like two tractor trailers that move like Corvettes? Wrestling. It was incredible. Two 400-pound Lucha Libres in the ring at the same time. I loved it. I totally loved it. I like this match. A lot of good spots. They ran into each other like two meatheads. Is this... The end of this feud? Are we going to get another fight? Especially because it was a clean win? I'd like to get your thoughts on that, Anthony. I think it was a pretty definitive win for Reed, so I think this feud is over. You call it what you want. Just don't call these guys late for dinner. That's it. I'd like to see WWE push Reed. Maybe he gets a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. He was targeting that before he started this feud with Ivar. I see big things for Reed. Tony, where do you see Reed going? What do you mean, where do I fucking see Reed going? He's going to the closest fast food restaurant. What do you think? I meant more in the sense of the WWE world. I think he'd go anywhere he wants to go. Is Bronson Reed going to be in the Royal Rumble? I'm sure he'll be in the Rumble. 
If he's in the Rumble, you better watch out. That guy's could win it. Breed's not winning the match. Why not? Because he's not main eventing WrestleMania. He can't even win the Intercontinental Championship. He's in a world right now where CM Punk is back, Cody Rhodes is back, Randy Orton's back, and your 2024 Royal Rumble. Big Bronson Reed. No chance. You would get some really good odds on that if that happened. I'd like to see him in the Rumble, though. It'd be nice to see it. Let's see CM Punk throw him out. Okay, fair enough. So next, I want to talk about the six-man tag team match between DIY and The Miz, of all people, versus Imperium. So The Miz has had his issues with both Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano in the past, but it seems as if the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and the three competed and won a six-man tag team match against Imperium. So what were your overall impressions of this match? My overall impression is The Miz is awesome. That's number one. And number two, it seems like that we're going to get a Gunther versus Miz sometime, whether it's at day one or whether it's at the Rumble. Did you see the backstage segment between the two of them? I did not. What happened? So Gunther's upset at Ludwig and Giovanni, and he's basically talking down to them. Miz enters the frame, and he goes, I want another chance. Gunther goes, I'll give you the opportunity, but if and when you lose, you can no longer challenge me for the title so long as I am champion. Miz accepted, so we don't know when we're going to get that match. Presumably, like you said, Nate, day one. Tony, is there any chance The Miz can become the Intercontinental Champion? You know what? It's just nice to see The Miz in meaningful matches, and he's being taken seriously as a wrestler. And he's not just doing the show, and everybody's coming up there, kicking his ass, knocking him down. I like The Miz. He's got a lot of gifts, and I think he's got a shot. But at the end of the day, he's not going to beat Gunther. Come on. It's not happening. It definitely would be a little bit of a shock if Miz won, but I am going to double down on that. I'm going to say Miz wins just because I would like to see it. What do you do with Gunther? He's got to go higher than he is now, so you got to put him up against Seth, Roman, somebody like that. So I think he's in a holding pattern right now, and you got guys like The Miz challenging him, but I don't think anyone's going to beat him for a long time. I think you could see him possibly lose the title at Mania, but up until then, I think that thing is securely around his waist. So let's move on, and let's talk about the women's division. Caden Carter and Katana Chance picked up another win when they beat Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven were on commentary. Anything you guys wanted to say about this? What they're doing with the women's tag division is just repeating itself over and over again. One week, we're going to push this team. Okay, they're going to get the shot. All right, they lost. Now we're going to push another team. They keep on going in circles with this, and I'm getting annoyed by it. I think that's how you build up a division, though. You have to establish challengers and then have Green and Piper knock them off one by one. Then when they eventually lose the titles, it will mean that much more. Tony, what did you think of this match? The only thing I liked about this match is their finishing move, the after party. That's where I'm going afterwards. I'm going to an after party. You like their finishing move, the after party, because you're going to an after party? Yeah, I like the after party. I like the name of it. That's where I'm going. Where's your after party? I'm going to Dairy Queen. DQ. Fucking whipped cream and hot fudge, baby. It's a good after party. Been there multiple times. Very good after party. Can you bring me some ice cream back? What do I look like? Fucking Uber Eats over here? Get your own fucking no, ice cream. No, you look cream. like the father who gives his son food. Yeah. I'm your baby boy. I want some ice cream. It's your own ice cream. <laughs> All right, I'll get my own ice cream, but I'm going to leave it in the freezer until we're done because we got to talk about Nia Jax and Becky Lynch. The two went face-to-face. -face. We know they're going to have a match at some point, and this segment was used to kind of prolong and I guess more propel their story forward. Did this segment do anything for you guys? Why are we doing this? Why can't we just have the match already? We know who the man is. We know who Nia is. We don't need a promo. Going back five years. I don't need that shit. All right, let's just wrestle already. 
Five years ago, Nia busted Becky's face and Becky bled everywhere, and that's when she became the man. The story's already set. They don't really need to do anything else, so I felt that this segment was a little bit unnecessary. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, Becky Lynch is very entertaining. Nia Jax is growing on me on the mic, so I didn't hate it. It just didn't do anything, in my opinion, to advance the story. What do you do with this match, though? Does Becky win? Does Nia win? It doesn't help either one. So I, I don't know what they're doing here. I don't think they got nothing to do with Becky right now. Well, we were talking about it last week. We all pretty much came to the consensus that we think Nia is going to challenge Rhea in Australia. And if that's the case, Nia has to go over Becky. So maybe they're waiting to give Nia a big premium live event win at the Rumble. Maybe they gave it to her at day one. Becky's got to put over Nia. That's what you're saying is going to happen? I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. That's fair. And you don't have to like it, but... You better believe we're going to watch it. So did we miss anything, or can we talk about the main event? I think we covered everything. I think we're ready to go on to the main event right now. Okay, so let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura versus Cody Rhodes. Now, we know the two have been feuding for the last several weeks, and it's all been leading up to a very high-profiled match. And it was a solid match start to finish. And as Cody was going for the win, Shinsuke Nakamura misted Rhodes in the eye with red mist and caused a disqualification. So, gentlemen, pat on all of our backs, because we all called this. That was an easy one. That was simple. That's booking 101 right there. We're going to get another match between these two. Maybe day one, maybe Royal Rumble, but what are you hoping to see in their next encounter? I don't think you can see anything but Cody winning. Nakamura is not going to pin Cody Rhodes. He already missed him, so where else do you go with it? I think Cody gets a nice win right before the Rumble. That's it. I kind of agree with you on that. That's probably the one thing that we've agreed on tonight. Yeah, uh, we've, we haven't we, agreed we, on much. <laughs> we haven't agreed on much tonight. We're like uh, oil and vinegar. <laughs> so this is definitely going to carry on. Cody is definitely going to win. There's no way he could take a pin right now. But I think it would be something interesting if somehow Shinsuke wins, not pinning him maybe a disqualification from cody because of the mist and everything so that would be something i would like to see oil and vinegar we went over this olive oil and vinegar poured in a plate it doesn't mix you gotta mix it they repel each other i'm gonna bring the olive oil and the vinegar we're gonna pour it in a plate and you're gonna watch how they're like magnets they don't go together Everyone mixes oil and vinegar. But you got to mix it. That's why it's an expression I'm using. Once again, the young generation knows nothing. I kind of want to see this now. They sit on each other or next to each other. They don't intertwine. We kind of got to do this for our next podcast. I'm hooked. All right. Well, we are going to make a video about oil and vinegar, and we'll post it to all of our socials at It's Real to Us on Instagram, YouTube, X, and TikTok. So... We'll let you know how that goes, but for now, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back to end the show. Hey, everyone. Today's episode is sponsored by nothing. We don't have any sponsors. These were all just fake ads. So if you'd like to give me some money and have us sponsor you, we can do that. Reach out to us at It's Real to Us. You can find us on X, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We won't sponsor anybody, but our standards aren't that high. So think about it as we close out the show. After my one episode hiatus, I'm back, baby. Yeah, Nate Dogg's back on the mic tonight. Honestly, I was listening to the episode, and I was very hard that I couldn't be there. But, you know, I had other things. I had to uh, go to WWE headquarters, and I got to, got to get some, you know, notes doing there. They're, they're thinking about signing us, Anthony. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. Really? I'm just trying to say shit. Yeah, really? What the <laughs> fuck was that gibber? 
when you were listening to the show, was it before or after you had beaten me in fantasy football? It was before I was watching football as I was listening to the podcast. So you were very, very giddy. Oh, very giddy. You said that on the podcast, and I'm like, he's so right right now. <laughs> oh, I was disgusted. But there was a silver lining, so we actually didn't talk about it at the top of the show. Tony and I also faced off in a fantasy football matchup, and if I lost, I was out of the playoffs. But thankfully, I won by .06. Not .6, .06. It's one of the closest games I have ever won, and I snuck into the playoffs. And now, the father and the mark are going to go at it once again in round one of the playoffs. How do I lose by .06 to you? It's unbelievable. If your guy A-Chan was on the bench the whole time, he didn't come in the game. Every time they got near the goal line, you got all excited, your dick got hard, and your guy never came in. It was sickening. The last drive, he catches two meaningless balls, and I lose by .06? Come on. My dick was very hard, and then it was very, very soft. Uh, I wonder why. Oh, that's right, because I beat you! Yeah, the thought of you would make anyone soft. But anyway... Oh, wow, that's messed up. I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow us at It's Real to Us on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. Any support you're willing to provide, we would very much appreciate. And hopefully you're enjoying the show because we're enjoying making the show. So keep on coming back because we want to keep on doing this. So do you guys have anything you want to say before we end the show? we got the holiday show coming up at the Garden. Maybe we'll take a run down there. It's on a Tuesday, 26. I love the idea. Let's you know? do it. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. The day after Christmas, it could be a good day. I'll take off of work. I'll get you tickets for Christmas. No, no, I don't want that for a gift. You can just get the tickets on the side. I want I want a good gift. <laughs> oh, wow. Greedy over there. Wrestling tickets at Madison Square Garden. Do you hear this guy? You'd be lucky to get it. I like to go to the show, but I don't want that as a present. Why not? That's a great gift. That's a great gift, yeah. yeah I want to know I'm going to the show before Christmas. I open it up. I like to have my tickets in advance. What do you want for Christmas, then? Uh, I don't know. I got to think about it. You want a blow-up doll? Oh, I was going to say a blowjob. <laughs> Where? From who? <laughs> you offer a date? I'm not offering. That is not an <laughs> offer. That is not an offer. Don't even get the idea of that. It seemed like you got a little excited when you mentioned the idea. Never, 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 never. All right. Thanks again for joining us, everybody. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you next time on It's Real to Us, The Wrestling Podcast. Whoa! See ya.